Welcome to Inside Dance, a podcast that celebrates the Bates Dance Festival artists and teachers. I'm your host, Lindsay Lapointe. This episode features Kathleen Hermstor, who is at the Bates Dance Festival teaching Modern Four, Goot Motives. Kathleen Hermstorf is an international dance artist, educator, and producer based in San Francisco. She directs Alternativa with musician Albert Mathias. Hermstorf has been dancing in the Bay Area since 1991 and teaches, performs, improvises, creates, and curates around the world. The interview you're about to hear was recorded in 2011. My name is Kathleen Hermstorf, and um, I'm a dancer. I have built my class up over time, you know, in some ways based on classes that I had. I had a really great teacher in grad school, Renee Wadley, and I loved her structure. We would do these like little petite allegro footpaths before we did plies or something, you know. So I sort of absorbed that. I like to have people um, improvise before they start doing uh, mechanical exercises, yeah. I like to have them dance their own dance before they dance my dance. And then I added things before that, like I do energy work before that to kind of focus the group, focus the body, get down to the basics, nature, physics. And then I really like if people work on each other, not just for relief, but actually to um, get more sensation into the tissues, take responsibility for actually dealing with someone else's body, deal with information you get from that person's body. So um, I could teach for three hours now, like the way things have kind of expanded. So that's just the beginning. That's sort of the homework to get to like standing on our legs. I'm still obsessed with feet. I like to do plies and tendus. I want my class to be from the inside out. And I want people to be really into themselves before they come into the group. I don't want them to be competitive. So we touch each other. We offer relief motivation, manipulation. We do some energy work to bring the group together, to bring the people on point, and then improv. And it's usually a somatic improvisation that's gonna feed into the work of the day. Yeah, a state of mind, a point of view. And then getting upside down. I mean, it's used so much in the field, it's three-dimensional. So we flip around, we go across the floor, we do the across the floor structure, you know? And then we get into a phrase big 3D phrase that gets longer and longer as we go. 3D, stamina, loud music. I work with a musician who sort of builds the whole class. I mean, I have to scream most of the time, but it gets quite energetic. It goes back to my aerobics roots, I think. I really want people to sweat and work hard and have a good time. Serious fun, serious fun. I'm looking at the group, I'm looking if if the crown's releasing when we go upside down, oh, maybe we should focus on the head a little bit. I'm looking at um, <laughs> how people are limping in or something, you know. Do we need to just roll with it? Do we need to start on the floor and really stretch it out and massage it? Um, and then, you know, I've made this new name for the classes, Goot Techniques, yeah, which in some ways is just a game. I don't want to call it my name. It's not my technique. It's a hybrid form. Some things I've created myself, but I, I don't even know. They were probably influenced by someone else. Um, so even that just becomes another great improv of like guts, courage, instinct, 
um, general, you know, a good theory of form and formalism inside it all. What is, tell me what the whole thing is. Oh, yeah, yeah. G-U-T, General Unified Theory. I think Einstein, I think macro-microphysics. Um, it also, I really do dance from the guts. Like, I'm a grounded dancer. I'm in the bass line, I'm in the funk, I'm in the floor. I'm not one of those boingy-boingies. Um, so guts, and in there is courage and instinct, which I think you need to be a dancer. And it also means good in German, and it means possession. Like I go visit a place that's called Gut Stolzenhagen, and you're like, good Stolzenhagen? It's like, no, it means like the place, the possession. And I realize the more I dance and watch dance, I, I'm mesmerized by people that are really inhabiting their body. So that's my new game. I'm playing a lot with just the theory of gut and a lot with freedom and form, formlessness and form. But I want people to um, get energy from things around them, not just move their body parts. So I guess I keep trying to come up with games. Some people say it's like I trained in BMC, which I didn't, but working from inside, inside organs, or going skin, muscle, bone, or earth, air, fire, water, or I used to have more games that I was like, I have 10 improvs and I rotate them. And now sometimes I'm really like, oh, okay, 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 okay. I would like to make and, and um, perform more. But teaching's my bread and butter. But it's, I mean, it's my practice for Albert too. I mean, he's my partner in crime. He's been playing for, for this class that we do together since 95, 94, 95, 95 when we really started working together and investigating the marriage, you know, of music and dance even more than we had before. But we've always made work and I've always been in one or two other companies. So total influence. The improvs I was working on in BB would come into class so I could explore them on my own. I mean, I guess I should say that the improvs are also selfish. It's what I need. A lot of what happens in class is what I need and fed by my own curiosity, which I think is very important for teaching. But in all the companies I've worked in, I've made my own roles. You're improvising, um, you're bouncing off what BB's making or Sarah Shelton Mann. So it, I'm using the same tools and the same muscles I use when I'm teaching and when I'm making. Though I do get confused sometimes in the creative process of, um, I get really supportive of what's happening as opposed to like, no, I really, I'm looking for this, you know? I forget and I get into like, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, let's just mm, try that, try that. So sometimes that gets mixed up. Class, I'm very yes, yes. I had lots of teachers. I've had great teachers, but I've also had teachers that taught with disgust and that taught with no and that taught with, why are you doing it wrong? <laughs> so in some ways, I'd love to be more of a sensei, but I can't help it, I've just got that mama energy. And I get really excited when I see people breaking through and pushing themselves and trying things. So I guess I have more cheerleader energy like that. So I like the cheerleader in class. I wish I had more of uh, the sensei captain in rehearsal sometimes. And then I'm in heaven being in rehearsal with a group. Like, that to me is just the best food. And class feels like that a lot. I feel like we're all participating in something. I set the stage, Albert cranks it up. You almost forget if you're in a club or a studio or a class or a party. 
and there's something you know that keeps going so you don't you don't get stuck in your thoughts I think I'm a populist at heart you know um, maybe empathetic maybe hedonistic uh, empathetic hedonist dance addict obsessed you know um, so I need I need other I, I do need other people I mean it's good to actually point that out like dance to me is not a solitary pursuit making work is not a solitary pursuit I'm more of a collaborator I, I into the long-term and short-term relationships of it. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. So I'm a populist, and the field can be very competitive. And as a dancer coming up or whatever, I chose not to do that. And somehow that seemed possible. I mean, I was competing against myself and maybe against some dudes or something that got it way too easy. They got way too much support. Um, but I like keeping it about I, th I mean, we all love what we're doing, we all want to do it. It's helpful when other people are around doing it as well. You can take it more seriously, it feels more legitimized, it feels like it matters. Um, so I like to foster that. So I have a company, La Alternativa, which I guess keeps it a bit open for the dance and music and this crossover. Am I dancing behind, am I dancing in front, is he playing over there, over there, to keep it a bit round. And then a part of that is, um, the Alternative Conservatory, which in, it, in a way it's developing itself. I do intensives in San Francisco, a two-week one and a one-week one, and then month-long trainings in Germany with my friend Stephanie Maha there. We call it Porch. It's at Ponderosa. So I want it to be modular. I mean, I'm in the field. I'm not getting a university job now, though I'm extremely tempted. More, more and more so, especially as I come to Bates and see how well people are doing it and hear about the wonderful things they do with it. The sharing, the sharing of the wealth and the housing of the work. Um, but I was like, okay, let's figure out how to train people a little more deeply. Not a three-month program, nothing certified. I don't want to put a stamp on people. I want them to come back for more. I want it to not be a finished thing. So... Um, Creating situations where you spend more time together. Like at Ponderosa, in the porch thing, you really live together. You're out in the country. You eat every meal together. You get sick of each other. There's an intimacy and a constancy. And a being outside in nature that's very much also about living. It's international. There's exchange. You're working in the garden. You're cleaning up after dinner. Um, so it's not just this life in the studio thing. In San Francisco, very immersive, it's only a week or two, but spending all day together, people from around the states, from around the world, um, taking time for exchange, taking time to hang out, a really condensed sort of social, artistic exchange. Very physical, very sweaty in the day, very social in the night. And in some ways maybe, and I was talking to Stephanie Maha at Porch about this, like, are we just trying to recreate ourselves, like these people that came out of university got into companies, you know, got to explore, improvisers too. All of a sudden you're, you're part of this great web that you just want to perpetuate. Like ways to get together more and share more and spend more time and have time to talk about other things and have time to watch those videos and read those books and share all the resources. So, and I like it to be international, just the more I go to Europe and come here and meet people from all over. I just want to make more bubbles of that in, in the places where I want to hang out. Training people for the world now, I think it involves a lot of that, like be creative, be an improviser, 
in some ways, like in Ponderosa, even the, maybe, you know, keep it a little dangerous. There's, there's no clear path. There's passion, there's purpose, there's reasons to do lots of different things in dance. In some ways, it's trying to help people just figure out where they want to take it after they've done their training. I want to train people that know what they want. You know what I mean? Aren't, aren't like, why am I dancing? What should I do? Are more like, I know why I'm dancing. I kind of know what I want to do. Now help me experiment or find the right people or find the right place. Should I be in a city? Should I be somewhere smaller? Should I be in a university? Should I be in the country? Should I go to Europe? So creating a forum. In the 21st century is very interesting for dance. Super versatile. In some ways, it just becomes more and more about presence and the individual, the person. Um, not training a certain body to be in any company anymore. I think you can't suppress yourself. You have to reveal yourself. And I think you have to have um, something interesting to say. Like, you know, you have to have a point of view. I don't know if I did as a young dancer, do you know, when I think back. I think I came through, like, old school into new school and now into the new, new school. And I don't really know where I fit into there. Um, but it used to be like you needed feet or something, you know, different eras of aesthetics. So now I think you need presence and self-awareness and, and, and a versatile body. So that's three things. Being able to stand there and say your name, being able to grab your flesh, just expose yourself. Being a filter, I guess, I guess in some ways the body is much more of a filter now for all sorts of different states and experiences. So um, maybe you have to be transparent. I mean, in some ways when I was trying to come up with a name for porch and alternative conservatory, I wanted to call it the invisible college, like invisibility studies, transparency. In some ways, a simplification, you know, a way in, maybe even more um, a kind of mainstreaming or something, you know. Um, yeah, a simplification, because of course it's not. Uh, and also, I just noticed that from teaching a long time, if you can find that word that that eases the body into that thing, whether it's like gallop or galumph or. <laughs> Sound effects really help. I don't know, and I'm very overt. I mean, I could, I could explore subtlety, silence and stillness much more. But, yeah, simple codifications. It helps me with make notes as well. And it helps me also with the loudness of the music to just impart something really quick. Because um, I have to choose, especially when working with Albert, like here at Bates, where he really rocks out, I have to choose what to say, when, and fit it into the interstices, interstitial spaces. There's not a lot of um, planning ahead or saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I've tried that in the past, saying, you know, I'm going to work with this today. You want to think about that? But I think we both come in, you know, maybe having thought about the class the day before or, or what the group is like, and, and we bring in what we think is needed for that day. And he creates states of, um, you know, atmosphere and tone. And I think he's tuning the mind and he's tuning the tissues. And then I do think probably we start to tune into each other more and more rhythmically. So that by the end, um, he's taken it over in a way.
and then he can take it further. And just because it's too expensive for both Albert and I to go to Europe, I work with some guitarists there. And that's really fun. They're, they're, they're different. They're more noise artists or rock and roll. So um, they play differently in class. They, they stand back a lot more. Um, loops, feedback, distortion. It's different. And I talk a lot more with them. With Albert, it's a very specific thing. And I mean, he's my main collaborator. And we've been doing it for 15 or 16 years. So. Like I said earlier, it's our practice. Um, I definitely plan the class. He definitely has created a palette. Um, but I think, I'm not saying we're Cage Cunningham, but there is a sort of a chance element of how we're going to interact there. I mean, of course, um, every once in a while we have to look straight at each other and be like, but I think we try to avoid that. I feel like he, he watches and I listen. He takes it very seriously. And he's so, invested in the whole hour, whether it's an hour and a half or two hours or three hours, you know, he's not reading the newspaper or having a biscuit or anything like that. I feel like he's sweating with us. <laughs> Sweat is transformative. Sweat is cathartic. Sweat is just good for your, um, your skin. <laughs> Sweat's good for your body. And it, um, I think after we sweat, we feel different. We feel, our bodies feel like they're ready to do something more. I don't know, the, you know, there's a way I feel at the beginning of the day and then after I break that first sweat I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel detoxified. I feel more like, <sighs> and um, yeah, much more ready to run around the block or something. The body gets very lethargic. I mean, maybe it's just mine, but the body loves a, a homogeny and a status quo that is unfortunate. We think the body is more of an animal, and that's, I think our class in some ways is like, wake up the beast, wake up the beast. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes I get that like, <sighs> you know, when I'm doing the phrase a bunch of times, and, and then I'm like, I'm going to do it again, I'm going to do it again. And his music, Albert's music really helps um, that potential. I, th I don't even think we could move the way we're moving in the spaces we're moving here without his music. Sort of like buffering and holding us up and pushing us along and stuff like that. I'm, I also, I mean, that's partly the improv at the beginning, too. I mean, sometimes I don't even make any sense in it, but people just go, the eagerness and the appetite, and I get totally inspired by it. Like, I can come in completely cynical, and then, you know, just watch some people go across the floor and kind of blow my mind, and I'm like, okay, we're back, we're back. I mean, I don't struggle with dance or being a dancer or knowing if I should dance or I don't have to leave it and come back or anything like that, but every once in a while I get a little cynical and a little lethargic. And um, I haven't worked with Albert for about two months while I was on the road before coming here and it's, it's heaven. I mean, I have to scream a lot more, but it makes it cosmic, you know, it just makes it so much bigger than your body. Yeah. And that is exciting. I think that makes people ecstatic. And it, Something he does sort of drives out the fear and the judgment. And then that helps with this sort of, let's just be people together, like bodies moving. Like I'm saying, if I tried to do this class in silence, it would not fly the same way. Or I would you know, be a rag doll by the end, or something would have to go, something would have to give. Sometimes I'll stop moving and everyone will stop moving and I realize I'm like this puppeteer or, or like a train that everyone's jumping on. So I'm trying to find ways to do less 
But my, I think my body is the source of it right now. And I think, again, about Albert's effect is like, he hits certain tones and I feel my viscera. Like, I keep, so since I'm also having a, um, a level of inquiry going into it, I think I'm still also always processing it through my body. I don't like to ask people to do things I'm not willing to do either, especially in these improvisations. Um, so I still use myself as a litmus test and as the, the demonstrative act of motion. I trained in sort of the jazz and ballet things, but I started late and then got into modern and really felt <sighs> Hawkins was so gentle and um, yet so earthy. And then um, improv, like shortly after that, into contact improvisation, which I also felt like, oh. and not only that, but sort of a lifestyle choice of like to, to interact, to be present, to share. Um, got more into improvisation in San Francisco and also into shiatsu, trying to figure out a form. I wanted to learn a healing form for a long time, but didn't know which way to go. Contact and shiatsu made a lot of sense together. Shiatsu is very old. I felt like it was good to go there. A new form, an old form, so similar. Alexander, you know, all these things have helped me. Alexander, craniosacral, Pilates, um, yoga, Qigong, Aikido. But then I think it's all in some ways still a selfish, selfish, selfish way of like body as um, instrument of perception and inquiry, you know? And that's even what I think even virtuosity is now or something. It's, I mean, maybe there's an improvisational virtuosity and a technical virtuosity that can slightly vary. Maybe it's just how you're approaching what your body can do. Um, but for me, uh, virtuosity technique is it's extremely sensate. It's extremely uh, curious and informed, innocent and experienced at the same time. So, I mean, I love a good foot. I don't know, I, I got my, I watch how people land. I, I, so to me, virtuosity technique is how you meet the floor. how things happen inside you, understanding that. Not parts and places, not parts and places. Not creating pain in the body, not creating strife or stress. Finding pathways that move, that take you to the ineffable, you know, that allow you to expose things you didn't know were there. I mean, I'm struggling a bit with like, this, is dance a language? Is it a code? Is it a, is it just um, when your body's in motion, is it, you become like a different, it's like a different sense, the body as a sense organ. It's beyond sight and sound and smell and touch because you're moving and you're taking in information while you're putting out. Like, I'm very curious about the state of motion and how we understand the world when we're in motion. People use Buddhism a lot, you know, in their teaching practices. Um, I, th I think of it as very spiritual too. But I don't want to prescribe that in the class, you know. I like to sort of envelop it.
Yeah, I want to have a really fine balance of freedom and form. So that there's line in the momentum, there's momentum in the line, there's potential for breakage, there's potential for um, integration at any time. I mean, at other festivals I teach like a wild wise class that's more, what is this intersection of technique and improvisation and why does it matter and where do you fit in the spectrum? And in some ways it's hilarious because I just raise more questions in the class. I don't have answers. In some ways these are the same thing, but they're not. We know they're not. Because one you repeat and through repetition you gain experience and another you you open, you inquire, you discover, and the other you, I mean, maybe it's just chaos and order. But I like, I, I need to deal in the paradox because I think that's actually what life is about. <laughs> so the, the more we deal with paradox on a very concrete level or esoteric, the better off we are. It's great that people come back. I get this special thrill at Bates when when people come back after a long time and when people come check it out and I'm like I don't know, in some ways it seems really too easy what I do but um, yeah whatever, these systems work it's just the simplicity of, of having some improvisation thrown in there where you have to come from a different part of your brain and you have to try to surprise yourself I mean that's an interesting tool to have as a performer as a dancer, as a teacher, as a leader of people, do you know what I mean? Thinking on your feet, come on. I see this new trend though as I go around the world and stuff of, I mean, the economy's crashing everywhere. It is the time for entrepreneurs. It's the time to get toy, it's the time for creative minds. I mean, shoestring, um, some people are still getting support, but I'm thinking of like this Polish woman I was talking to who, you know, she gets a residency here, a residency there. She's working with all these interesting people. She's going to do it no matter what. But she's doing more. She has a manager. And then her friend from Mexico, who's like, I just want to do performances in houses. You know, we're just doing this whole living room series throughout Amsterdam. And that's all I really want to do. I want to work with these people and create these events. I talked to a dancer here, you know, oh, you should be dancing with this company. I don't think I really want to do the company thing. I've got a lot going on. Last year it was people talking about, you know, oh, I don't dance, I'm, I do dance as a lifestyle choice. I'm not a choreographer, I'm a visual artist. So in some ways I guess it seems like there's less options, but I don't actually believe that. There's more competition for university jobs, there's more competition for company jobs for sure. But I think um, it's a bit of an open playing field for like, creating rap companies, creating outreach, creating ways you want to do it. Depends on what you want. I'm not necessarily training people for the same career I had, but maybe the same career I have now, which is making my own way. And collaborating with people and finding those musicians I'm interested in and those video guys and trying to create projects. Project to project. I mean, it seems the way of the world. There's no jobs anymore where you're guaranteed for the rest of your life and insured for the rest of your life and covered in anything anymore. So it's a lot of creating your own path, which in some ways is, is too bad. But I feel hopeful. I have work. People seem to be 
generating things, making things happen. So I, don't, I haven't lost my faith in the people in the field and in the forum. The structures collapse. We need more philanthropists. I don't want to have, I don't want to maintain a company, but I want to make work and I want to be an artist. Like that's what I find, I want to be an artist. I want to be an artist. So here I go. Like now I need to pull together my advisory board and do, you know, do some formal things to create enough structure so it can exist. Because it kind of exists in my head, it exists in the work, it exists with Albert and I, but it doesn't have enough formal structure to be recognized in the world. Um, so that's maybe even part of the naming game that's going on, you know, sort of um, identifying things like that. But yeah, it also feels vast. I want to work with musicians. I want to work totally improvisationally. I want to do an improvisation festival. I want to create more encounters. I mean, in some ways I'm kind of going like, Rrr! and what I need to do is that. But maybe just like in the work, I need, like it's something about those pulls and pushes that it's about. Because I know I can't do all of that without creating more foundation. And part of it's just figuring out how to get money. I gotta find, you know, a sports figure or something. You know, you find something that makes sense where you are. It's almost macrobiotic. I don't know, I feel like I really need to hunker down and think. Some of this I need to maybe sit still and think. So I think now I need to become, what do you call it, a director. I think it's good to have these conduits where maybe where, where teachers want to come train in the summer or want to come train in the winter for a week or something or just to create things that keep feeding into it. I love teaching in universities too. Coming in and shaking it all up, it's great. I came here as a student, now I've been here as a teacher for many, many times and it always is a marker to see um, you know, what forms I'm inflicting on myself, where my insecurities lie. I'm really enjoying teaching more and more. You know, as I want to be more an artist, or as I expect, like I'm almost expecting to get burnt out or something, and it keeps, like the fuel keeps coming. Um, and maybe it's um, just engaging in the participation in a different way, or not in a different way. I, I think of other years I've come here and had a million notes, and like I said, be rotating these improvisations, or thinking that I have to build a certain sort of logic, which I think if I had to do it in 15 weeks or something, I would. Um, I mean, I danced with both my parents. Like my mom taught me how to do the stroll like through the grocery store. My dad taught me how to twist, and he was like a fierce, nasty twister. It was amazing. It was like seeing this whole other side of him. Um, so I think that, I think sports for sure. I was realizing, listening to different people's stories, like I'm really grateful that I came to dance from sports and not from like a really long, young history of ballet, you know, with like sort of the uniform and the mirror and the discipline. I feel like coming from sports, it's just a different kind of animal and you relate to it a different way. Maybe too much brute force, but um, that, um, but I do remember like a journey song, like I'm doing a big fan kick in my living room and like really feeling like the music swell and like Also, the movie Star Wars, seriously the force, like 
really walking around. So that's like 72 or something, right? 74. <laughs> things like that. Pretending I was a pony. I mean, lots of silly things. Silly things. Pretending, pretending to be other things. This podcast was produced by the Bates Dance Festival out of Bates College in Lewiston, Maine. Editing was done by myself, Lindsay LaPointe. The interview was conducted by Rachel Boja. Music featured by Albert Mathias. For more information about Alternativa, visit la-alternativa.us. To learn about Fresh Festival, visit freshfestival.org. Porch Ponderosa information can be found at ponderosa-dance.de. For more information about the Bates Dance Festival, visit batesdancefestival.org.